Brian Windhorst covers uh, the NBA for ESPN. Obviously, he's tied into LeBron as well. He joins us right now. Brian, how you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Uh, so I guess my question would be, if that's the case, we heard reports after the game, and he comes out after the press conference that in his hand, why wasn't he, you, I'm sure you've seen this, why wasn't he wearing anything on his hand at all the, the, for the three games after game one? Uh, well, he didn't, he was wearing it, just wasn't wearing it in front of the media. Um, but he wasn't like the, but he wasn't wearing it, but he wasn't wearing on the court. No, I mean, I wouldn't say it was what? a debilitating injury. I know he said it was a, like a, I think he chipped the bone. He had a 33 point triple double in, uh, in game three. It's not like he was unable to use the hand. Clearly he was just a little bit limited and I, and I, I'm a little bit mystified as to why people are, are thinking that there was some sort of excuse being made. Well, you said, think, well, well, hold on. You said he had a broken hand. Yeah, I think hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He doesn't say anything for any of these games afterwards. He doesn't wear anything on his hand. After game four in the media, he walks out with this on his hand and says he, he says he has a broken hand after they get swept in. You're questioning That's why the definition of why people, why people think he might be making an excuse? No, I think if you're going to criticize him for something, criticize him for being stupid enough to hit a blackboard Absolutely. after a game. Uh, that, I think, is legitimate. I don't think that it's – I don't think the hand injury – You don't think that was an excuse? Relevant. I I don't think the hand injury is that relevant. Again, he had a 33 point triple double. I agree with you, but you're but hold on. I, we we agree, but you're saying he's saying he's not making an excuse. That's as Jerry just said. That's the definition of an excuse. But see, I reported it, and I can tell you he didn't leak it. I I found out. About he said it. he had a broken hand after the but game. But he had it in his in only a... because we reported it. He wouldn't have said it otherwise. Do I think he needed to say broken hand? No, I don't think that was the smartest thing to say. But he was impacted he was also impacted by the fact that he turned his ankle and the fact that he got leg whipped uh in game six by i think it was larry nance in the uh, Celtics series i mean he had he had several injuries that were bothering him but i don't think that had anything to do with the fact they got beat for nothing and i don't think that's what he was trying to say but you know you know him better than anyone right he he's a great player he seems like a good guy and a good you know a good father and husband and everything else the one rap is that he's a diva he's a drama queen when you have, when that's the one thing that people don't like about you, you really shouldn't come to a press conference with a cast on your hand, a cast that you didn't have to wear while you played. You had to wear it to a press conference, but not while you played. I don't think it's relevant. What do you mean by relevant? I don't understand. The injury was not a factor in the series. Oh, I get you. It wasn't relevant to the series itself. No, it, but you're. I mean, you can pick 15 different things to, to mock him with if you'd like. If that's the way you want to go, go ahead. But uh, the guy had an incredible postseason. Nobody's, he did. Nobody's, he's a, but, but that's my no, point, no, Brian. No, no one's Brian. Brian, we, Brian I, think he's, I think he's the second best player ever lived. But I that's think, my point. He doesn't have to do this. I, I mean, think carrying them to the finals is incredible. But Jerry's right. I think when, when anybody you know looks for something negative on LeBron, they look at this and they say, like, why do you need to do this? Why can't you just walk out there like you have for everything else, like you've played, Give your press conference and leave. That's all. Just psychologically, I think it's interesting. Oh wait, if one, one of for something negative, they can easily find. It <laughs> I mean, but but before, okay, but that's right, the right. one thing. That's my point. Other than the wearing shorts with a suit, the one thing people knock. I, well, I, I defended that. I was okay is, with that. Is the drama queen stuff? It just doesn't. Do seem... you not? Do you not think? Do you not think that's a legitimate charge or no? That he can be a drama queen. Yes, it's a legitimate charge. Okay, you seem upset you, that the you, charge is being lobbed, though. I don't. Are you convinced, Brian, that I mean, you reported that he hit a blackboard? Were you 100% convinced that that's how it happened? That's what he said. That's what I was told. Uh, I mean, it I seems... Mean, it's, 
I mean, we, we, we had known about it for a couple of days. We just couldn't confirm it. And as you can imagine, uh, teams are trying to keep injury news secret. Sure. Um, uh, you know, guys have surgeries after seasons, and you don't even know that they're injured sometimes. You try to find out in the media. Um, you know, we had known that he, we, we had known that he was getting treatment on his hand for something. We didn't know the severity of it, and we didn't know direct. You know, if I had been able to confirm that he had hit a blackboard the day before game four, I would have been able. I would have reported it, but I was not able to confirm it. And you can imagine why they would try to keep that secret. So. I did the best I could, and after the series, they finally uh, were willing to confirm it. And um, but it wasn't like somebody came over to me and said, "Hey, I just want you to know he's got a broken hand." I I had to ask and tried to get it confirmed. It took me a couple of days. If your life's on the line, where is he playing next year? If you had to pick, where is he playing next season? I don't know the answer. If he, if he, um, I, will, will I, you I be? Think, I, I think all of his options have compromises. His life is on the line. You you're gonna have to go there wherever it is. Yeah, you, are, you, are you moving no, wherever no, he goes? No, I haven't lived where he's played in six years. But you've spent a lot of time in a hotel there, correct? So you'll be going That's to... true, but I cover the NBA. I spent a lot of time in a hotel no matter what. There's always going to be different cities to go to when you cover the NBA. The last couple of days, a lot of people, because Stephen A. threw it out there when he threw out the other six teams, mentioned Boston. As you can imagine, that created a frenzy here for a couple of days. Do you give the Celtics a fighting chance, no chance, a slim chance? I think the Celtics should call when he becomes uh, available. And I, I mean, they called in 2014. Mm-hmm. So I think they should call. Um, I think that there are certain things that the Celtics could offer and present to him. I think there are downsides too. Um, I, I don't see, I don't see a, an option for him that is perfect. And I don't see an option for him that, uh, that doesn't have a, a significant compromise for him. So because of that, he, he really has a lot of average to, below average to above average options. And so if the field is wide open like that, I think it behooves every team to, to, uh, to at least throw their hat in the ring. Do you- I think, I think there's a, there's a path. I don't think it's likely, but I would, I would be, look, there's only two or three people in the, in who really, really know what LeBron is thinking. And those two or three people don't, talk that much. Do you think Stephen A is one of those people or no? Do you think he's just throwing crap out there? No, he's certainly not one of those two or three people. Maybe he talks to those two or three people, but there's only two or three people that really know what LeBron is thinking. And unless I hear something from those people directly to my ear, I am very, very cautious about ruling anything any direction. And he cannot or will not play with uh, Kyrie Irving again, correct? I wouldn't rule anything out. Does he have to have the ball in his hand? Because that would rule out Philly and Houston, maybe. Does he need the ball in his hand? You know, that's what, that's what going to be a thing. That's what I'm talking about, about compromise. Uh, to get, you know, I really do think that winning uh, at the highest level is what's most important to him. And to do that, he may have to compromise the way he likes to play. I think if he had to go to Philly, there would be compromises all the way down the line. I I don't see that as a particularly good fit unless there's a real meeting of the minds between those three guys, and they all agree to change their game a little bit. Uh, maybe that could happen. I don't feel like it's a. I, I don't feel like Philly's a very good fit. Do you? Um, do you think it's, maybe it would happen? Does his wife have a say in this? For sure. So do his, and so is so do his sons. I mean, his 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 um, oldest son is about to be in eighth grade, and you know he, uh, you know LeBron does believe he has a chance to be an NBA player. I think he wants them to put him in a position to be successful. So where he plays in high school and, and, you know, how he can train and stuff like that, where he can be is, is a factor. And uh, going to a city that they've never lived in before would be, again, that would be a compromise. He, I, he really just has to figure out 
which compromise he's going to make because this is the way I look at this. This is going to be a compromise decision. When he went back to Cleveland, I think he felt pretty good about it. I think he felt like he wasn't really making many compromises. When he went to Miami, um, his kids were very young. He wasn't even married yet. It was a completely different scenario. This is a very different set of circumstances for him at this point in his life. He's not going to Golden State, right? That's not going to happen? I I don't think it will happen. But, again, I'm not going to sit here and rule anything out because, again, I only trust two or three people here. And unless two or three people tell me something's not going to happen, I'm not – I'm not going to wildly speculate. That's just not who I'm going to be. If I don't know the answer to a question, I'm just going to say I don't know. So a couple, we had some fun. We made fun of the other shows in Boston did too. Last week, you said it was our duty and responsibility to pass on the knowledge of LeBron James to our kids and grandkids. Because how, they beat the Cavs, because they the beat Celtics. the Pacers and Celtics. How 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 exactly should we go about doing that? What should the what should the process be? Who said that? You said that. You said we had an obligation to pass this down to the next we can generation. Play this down. I, I said, oh, I, I don't remember saying kids and grandkids. I said we had an obligation to, uh, as media members and fans. Well, don't we? I mean, don't, uh, have, you, don't, you, obli- don't you think we already well, know let, that let, by let, now? Let him no. explain. Go, I yeah, want to hear. Yeah, let me hear. Go ahead. He's, he's won nine, um, nine Eastern Conference championships. This, this, this title was unlike the other, other eight. And, you know, his history. I think we'll just say, oh, he won nine Eastern Conference championships. He went three and six in the finals, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I just think that it's the responsibility of those in the media and, and, and you know, fair, fair-minded fans to recognize winning, that, winning those three rounds where he was really uh, going up against it in a lot of different ways and uh, whatever should happen was worth more than those other Eastern Conference But this, but this time think- he beat the Celtics – who, and they were favored. The Cavs were favored. They were favored in every game. They were favored in the series. He beat them in seven games. Well, they're two best players. Without Kyrie, I mean, yeah, without Kyrie and, and, and Hayward. Do you really think that's, you know, a, a, an epic achievement? Uh, if you understood everything that that team went through this year, you would understand that how, much, that, that how much they maximized what they were able to do. And I, he, I know what the Celtics he, went through. To win. Look, those guys should have got. They were they were the inferior team against the Pacers. The Pacers should have won that first round series. I guess my question and though, when I sorry, when I look at that point, game seven. Sorry, Brian, when I look at this though. When you say that, it almost implies that the media infers the media is not. I mean, who in the media is not praising LeBron James? Like, I think there's plenty. There's enough of that going around. Skip Bayless, there? other Skip than Bayless. Skip Bayless. I mean, everyone thinks he's great, right? I see people take shots at him for his uh, finals record all the time, and so. Um, you know, he's only been favored in two of the seven finals he's played in, or two of the nine finals he's played in. He's only had home court in two of the nine uh, of finals. They played from behind that entire Celtics series. If you look at the top five players in that series, four of them played for the Celtics. Right. All right, well, Brian, um, oh, no, know, good. I, I, I would disagree that the – I would agree that the Celtics definitely were diminished from where they can be. But I would disagree that the that the Cavs had the better team. I think that that I think he pulled that one out of his you know where to to get where he got. All right, Brian, we appreciate it. We'll join you. We'll talk to you again soon. I hope. Thanks. Take care.